Amen. You know, he loves us so much. And if no one has not told you today, God loves you. That is the God that we serve. If you would, this morning, take your Bibles and open them to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20, as we're going to continue looking at our Highway 10, the highway to higher living. We're taking a look, remember church, at the Ten Commandments. But we're not looking at them as just a set of do's and don'ts. Not just as a set of rules saying that there's some God sitting on a throne ready to zap you. But to really take them and to see the love of God through these Ten Commandments as God reveals himself to who we are. We have gotten to the halfway point, so to speak. We're on uh, this one today, Commandment 5, but we're changing from the first four, which we're dealing with our relationship between us and God. And now we're going to shift because now we've got priorities straight. We've got God at the top. Now we're going to move our relationship between us and man. Our relationship between our fellow man or sister, brother, ever how you want to say that. If you would stand, please, in honor of God's word. A lot of standing today, but you'll be seating here for a few short moments. Not going to keep you too long. But let's begin Exodus 20, verse 1. We're going to start there and read through verse 12 to get us caught up. Then God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children, on the third and the fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your sons or your daughter, your male or your female servant, or your cattle or your sojourners who stay with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that's in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy." And then today's verse, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. Father God, we do come today, Lord, and we say thank you so much for your word. Father, thank you so much for your love in creating us. And Father, your desire for us to know who you are. And Father, the parameters that you give us to walk in, the, the liberties, Lord, that we have when we walk in the Spirit, when we walk within your guidelines. And Father, today I pray that you would open our eyes and our ears to hear from you, Lord, as we look at this commandment, Father, of honoring our parents, honoring our fathers and our mothers. And Lord God, I just pray everything in the precious and the most holy name, of your son, Jesus Christ. 
Amen. And amen, you may be seated. I hope today that you have your outline with you. I hope that you have a pen with you. Because we're going to go fairly quickly to try to cover everything we have. I'm going to give you verses to go with most everything. Just jot the verse down and uh, just follow along as I turn and read to you. They'll be up on the screens. Feel free to turn in your Bible as well. But be sure and jot those down. What we're looking at here, it tells us, verse 12, to honor your father and your mother that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. What is he talking about here? He's talking about this idea of respect for authority, respect for leadership. He talks about honor. If you take that up and you look at that as that word respect. But he's talking about here as well to fulfill an agreement. We could look at it that way or or maybe to keep an agreement. You know, God placed us with parents and we have a fulfillment to honor what God has done. He's put an authority over us. So what I would like for us to do today, we're going to look at three different roles. And the first role that I want us to look at is the child's role. If we're going to honor our father and a mother, that means that there is a child and that child is to have a role. There is something that a child should do and the Bible tells us that we are to honor our father and our mother. So isn't that nifty of me to use the word honor? You see that there in your bulletin? And I'm going to give you those letters as we work our way down and just briefly talk about each of these. The first one, a child should understand that they are a heritage. They are a gift to the parents. What do I mean? Let me just read to you from Jeremiah 1.5. Jeremiah 1.5 says that before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. He was talking about Jeremiah. But we also know that God knew who each and every child was going to be before they were born. Isn't that amazing? God also knew each and every parent. And God chose to put us with the parents that we have. Now I know most people say, well you just don't know my parents. God chose the wrong ones. No, he didn't. I also know that when we come today and we talk about this idea of honoring our parents, that there are some parents out there who make this very difficult. I don't want to negate that as we go through this. But I want us to look at what God had designed. You know, God had created a perfect world. Sin entered the world And because of that sin, we're still dealing with those consequences today. But as children, we need to understand that we are a heritage. We are a gift to our parents. Also, let me just read to you real quickly from Psalm 127, verse 3. It says, Behold, children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. We need to understand what a blessing it is because without parents, none of us would be here. Amen? I've never seen anybody form without parents. But what we need to understand is God knew who we were and God knew who our parents were and he picked us to be with them. 
He picked them to be our parents. So there is a heritage there. But also how about the O for obey? In Colossians 3 it tells us. Colossians 3 and verse 20 says. Children be obedient to your parents in all things. For this is well pleasing to the Lord. Part of honoring our parents is being obedient. Now, I do believe that if our parents are asking us to do something that is contrary to God's word, something that is detrimental to our health, different situation. But we are to be obedient. God has put these parents there just like we're obedient to God to guide us, to lead us, to know that we are that heritage and to obey. That's honoring. You know, you honor those in authority. We honor police. We honor them by obeying the laws. We honor teachers by obeying rules that are there. But we are to obey, first of all, God, and secondly, our parents. But we're also to nurture. There's your end for honor. We are to nurture our parents. First Timothy, first Timothy 5 and 8. But if anyone does not provide for his parents, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. The Bible tells us we're to nurture, we're to take care of our parents. You know, when we come into this world, we're incapable of taking care of ourselves. What do our parents do? They step in and they show us love and they honor us and they take care of us and they provide us and they change our diapers and they feed us and they provide a place to live. Well, you know, there's coming a day that things kind of reverse. I know we've seen that. There comes a time where we have to take care of our parents. There's some countries that do a better job of this than us. Probably not because it's a biblical thing. But I was hearing of a country one time, I forget exactly which one it was, that their children get free education up to about the fourth or the fifth grade. And then after that, the parents have to pay for their education. And we see from a lot of people from foreign countries, they come into our country and they're very smart. They understand that their parents are going to take care of them, but as soon as they graduate, it becomes their responsibility to start taking care of their parents immediately to provide for them. Now, that's their culture, not necessarily God's word, but God's word does tell us that we have a responsibility. We need to nurture them. We need to provide for them. We need to take care of them. We need to call them on a regular basis. How many of your parents like to get a call from your children, checking on you, seeing how you're doing? This nurturing comes a long ways with this honor. How about we're also the O there to overhear. We're to overhear from our parents. And what do I I mean by that? But Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8 and 9. Hear my son your father's instructions and do not forsake your mother's teaching. As children, we need to be sitting under the leadership of our parents. We need to overhear them teaching us. Not just hearing it, but learning it. I mean, that's how we grow up. It's the parents who teach us and and pour into us. And when we overhear that and grow, we're honoring them. Not sitting there as I have to confess I did. Sometimes when I was younger and your parents say something and them eyes just roll right in the back of your head when you're looking at them. That is not honoring 
to a parent. But we hear from them, we learn from them, and the R for respect, we need to respect them. Leviticus 19 and verse 3, every one of you shall reverence his mother and his father, and you shall keep my Sabbath. I am the Lord your God. We are to respect them. We are to revere them. This comes with the same thing that it talks about to fear the Lord. You know, when we talk about the fear of the Lord, we're not talking about, oh, I'm trembling, scared of God. But there's a, a reverence fear. We worship. We have a fear of God, understanding that he is the ultimate authority and that he created us and that we love him out of this reverence and we worship. When it comes to a parent, there is an authoritative position that they have and we need to respect them. We need to, maybe we could say, make their life a little easier. You know, there's some children that just make the life difficult for parents. All of us at times have done that. But there's some that just live a life of rebellion and it brings nothing but difficulty. This respect goes beyond the age of five. Well, at what point do we stop honoring our parents? Is it the age of 18 I become a legal adult? No. Oh, 21, you know, we can drink, we can do everything we want to do at 21. No. When do we stop honoring our parents? Never. Believe we honor our parents as long as they're living, but there is an honor that carries on after that. You see, the Bible in this commandment of honor your father and your mother is one of heritage, obeying, nurturing, overhearing, and respect. And it's one that continues on. It's the child's role. But you know there's more than just a child in a parent-child relationship. You agree with that? So I also want us to look at there is a parent's role. There is a parent's role. That's the second thing. And I also want you to remember last week I told you that commandment four was the only one not repeated in the New Testament. Well, so I want to go to the New Testament and let you hear what the Bible says about this honor your parents. Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter one. In verse one, it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother. Oh, here's something special about this one, which is the first commandment with the promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling in the sincerity of your heart as to Christ. Not by way of oversight or men pleasers, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. So here we have in the New Testament again, repeated, children are to obey their parents. And we're not to do it just as eyesight, just as when they're doing it, but out of a heart. But what do we have, first of all, for the parent? The parent's role is to raise up the child in a godly home. Parents, you want the respect of your children. God tells you that we are to respect and to honor our parents. Well, it is our responsibility as parents to set a Christian foundation. We need Christ in the home. 
The parent should be leading in such a way that the child is following that. You know, God set up, and we're going to look at that in a minute, that there's a, a hierarchy, and the father's the head of the home, and then there's the mother. And then there are the children, and we're to respect that. But our parents are supposed to provide the atmosphere that is conducive. Parents have a responsibility of bringing up their child in a Christian home that leads them to salvation. You know, I think so many have gotten this backwards. It is not, now hear me all the way through, it is not the pastor's job to lead your child to Christ. It's not the church's job to lead your child to Christ. If you look in scripture, you're going to see the pastor's job is to equip the saints to do the work. The job of the church is to equip the saints to do the work. Now, yes, this is a place that instills in the parents and in the children the roles and the rules and the the love of God and what is needed for salvation. But parents, it's your responsibility There has been a study done, and don't hold me because I don't know all the statistics. But there are some children who come to church whose parents never come to church. And there are a few of those who will accept Christ. There is a role then also that if the mother, how many times do we see the mother bringing children to church? It's a greater percentage of children coming to Christ who are brought to church by their mother. But do you know a child who is brought to church by their father and they see their father and their mother worship God is like a 99% chance. It's the responsibility of the parents to provide this conducive environment. Let me tell you what, Satan has got every blindfold there is and he is after our kids so hard. And if we're not providing a place for them, the world will provide a place for them. And I'm here to tell you it is not. One that is biblical. Also, parents' role, you are to learn your children. Proverbs 22, 6. Many of you have heard this verse. Proverbs 22 and 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. We read this often, and I know I spent some time several years ago talking about that, but there is something here that's very important, that the parent is to train up a child in the way they should go. Do you know each and every child was created for a different purpose? Each and every child is different. How many of you have more than one child? Are they exactly the same? Did you have to raise them different? See, a parent, we have a responsibility that God has provided us by giving us a child. And every child God gives us is unique. And we have the responsibility of learning who that child is, listening to God, and teaching that child in the way they should go. Part of that is salvation. But also, what are they going to do with their life? You can begin to learn through God who your child is, what his purpose is, and to train them. And when we do that, it gives us here that he will not depart from it when he's old. I've had parents tell me before, Pastor, I did everything I could. I raised my child, I brought them to church, they accepted Christ, now they're not in church. God's word gives me a promise here in Proverbs that if I train up my child in the way it should go, even when he's old, he'll not depart from it. Well, you have to understand, Proverbs is not a law. 
Proverbs is not a total promise. These are things. Here's the deal. You can do all that you can do for your child, but guess what? Your child has a mind of their own. Your child has a will of their own. Just as God created us with a free choice to choose him, our children can choose to follow or not follow. So I want to say to you parents here who maybe have a child who is out of church, one who's wayward, if you raised the child up in church and you did all that you knew to do, you're not a failure. You're not one that God has forgotten. He knows the grief of that very well. And we are to pray for them. Also, one that our culture doesn't like. I love to pull up things our culture doesn't like sometimes. You know, parents, you have a role. And this one's difficult even though we as children don't believe this. But you have a role to discipline your child. It's biblical. Proverbs 13 and 24 says, He who withholds his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him diligently. Now, this is not talking about a metal rod or some kind of wooden big old stick. So a type of a whip back then. You know, I've had that belt hit my backside many a times. And I didn't like it no more than you did. But I'm here to tell you it made me a better person. And I totally believe that our country is where it is today because years ago they said you can't do that. I'm going to say baloney to it. Now, don't get me wrong. There is wrong to beat a child. That is something totally different. That is abuse. But to spank a child in discipline, I mean, how else are they going to learn? So we have a responsibility of, as parents, providing a conducive environment for bringing up a child in the house and in a godly manner. We have a responsibility to learn who our children are, and we have a responsibility to discipline them because a child who never gets any discipline will never really understand the love of Jesus Christ. Because God says that there is a way that we're to live and he does discipline us at times. But he disciplines us because he loves us and he wants us to bring us back into a right late relationship with him. And thirdly and quickly this morning, the last one. We have the child's role. We have the parent's role. What about God's role in all of this? First of all, God loves the children. I love this verse, Matthew 19 and verse 14. But Jesus said, let the children alone and do not hinder them from coming to me. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. God loves his children. God loves his creation. But I'm here to tell you that not everyone in this world is a child of God. You'll have many people debate this till they're blue in the face. God created it. Yes, God created it. But you know, the only people who are children of God are those who are believers. 
But we're looking at the bigger picture here. Jesus is looking out. Remember, there had been a bunch of people coming to him, and these little children wanted to come up. I'm sure they wanted to crawl on his legs and hang all over him. And the disciples were like, no, stay back. And Jesus said, stop. Leave them alone. Let the children come to me. He loves the children. And also, lastly, Ephesians chapter 1, God is the head. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. God is the head. The Father is the head of the earthly home. God is the head of the church. God is the creator of everyone. So in this hierarchy, God comes first. And then under God becomes the Father. The Father is responsible to God for his children. How he raises them. Not necessarily their actions. That's their choice. But then God loves and God being the head, he set up the whole structure. And Jesus is the head of the church, which is the church family, just as the father is the head. Well, there's responsibility of church members, and that is to honor God. We've seen that in the beginning. Because God loves us. So in the role of the child, we are to honor our parents. It says, honor your father and your mother. And what does it tell us there? It gives us a promise. That your days may be prolonged in the land which your God gives you. God was giving them this land. He was sending them to Canaan. And if you obey God, you stay within God's will. He was going to give them many fruitful years. If we obey our parents, it is a good plausibility that we can have a long life. Not saying everybody does. I know some that's died young. Tragic deaths. There's sin in this world. But for those who are rebellious against parents, look at their life. Many of them doesn't make it long. Because if they're not honoring their parents, they're honoring the world. And the world is against what God is. So you see, we are to honor. Think about that this morning. Honor your parents. Honor your father and mother. Be the first one to tell you that's not always easy. But you know, God didn't always say everything's easy, amen? If you believe that, you've been fooled. We need to understand, first of all, that we are a gift. The Bible tells us every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. We're a gift to our parents. We need to obey them. We need to take care of them. We need to nurture them. We need to love them. We need to look after them. We need to overhear them teaching us. And we need to respect them because God's put them in that position of authority. But parents, it also tells us over in Ephesians that we're not to provoke our children. 
You see, this perfect idea of a family is God's family. He is love. He's the perfect head. He wants what's best for all of his children. It's the way he designed the family was to be a picture of him, a father at the head, raising the children, loving the children, and in return, the children loving the parents, honoring and respecting them. Let me bow your heads this morning. This morning we're just going to take some time. These altars are open. I believe Holy Spirit is moving and speaking. Do you need to come to the Father and ask Him for help in this? Because all of us still have parents that we're to honor. Do you maybe as a parent need to come and tell the Lord help you in, in leading your children? You still have a responsibility, doesn't matter how old your children are. To have a home that is conducive. We don't worship these altars as just something special about them as we imagine us going before the throne of God. That's where all the help is. Maybe today you need to just repent and honor God the Father. He is the ultimate Father. Where are you in your walk of life this morning? Would you just stand right where you are, just heads bowed in, a, in an attitude of prayer? You want to come and worship at the altar? You want me to pray with you? I'm going to be down front. I'm not going to rush this time. This is our response to what God is speaking. Father God, this morning we approach your throne. Father, I just pray that you would help us. Lord, this world teaches different than your word. But Father, as believers of you in faith, we believe your word is the ultimate truth and there is ultimate truth. And Father, today we've looked at the command that we're to honor you. Because Father, you tell us to honor our father and our mother. And Lord, in doing that, we honor you. Father, in the next few moments, would you just move in hearts? Father, maybe there's those that struggle with this. Father, I just pray that, that Lord, you would fill their heart right now with love for you. Father, understand that ultimately we're honoring you.
Father God, those of us, Father, myself included, Lord, where we have not honored our parents, would you forgive us of that? Father, would you bring us back into a right relationship with you? And Father, those of us who have parents who, for whatever reason, have not raised children in a Christian home, Father, would you just help those children right now? To understand the love versus a surrender. Father, where parents have been disobedient to you, Father, could you bring them to repentance? And Father God, would you strengthen all the parents in this room to be worthy of the honor of their children? And Lord God, I just pray everything I pray in the precious, most holy name of your son, Jesus. Amen.